solid plan. I feel like it's been ages. It has been a while. Uh, I'd say it's been about three weeks now. Oh, it's awful. And um, hey, everybody, we're uh, we're live again. We, we're not dead. We are alive. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's worth doing an intermission show. Um, I actually have an intermission topic, uh, which I, I will get into in a minute. But Matt, um, real talk, how far are you in Metal Gear Solid Five? Uh, not terribly far is the real answer. Okay. I think I am on the quiet mission. Okay. Well, there's a real good, um, answer to that. Um, are you supposed to be going to find Huey? Yes. Then you were on the quiet mission. And I was driving over there and then some arches crumbled. Yeah. And then it's mission 11. Yeah. So that's that's where I am. Mm-hmm. Shooting at me. I think you are. It's hard to gauge that game, um, but uh, I'd say you're about a fourth of the way through. Maybe you may be a little bit less than a fourth. I'm like 13 hours in. Almost. Yeah. Um, I finished this game. Uh, final play time: 45 hours. Damn. So, buckle up. Um, but yeah, like I said, and I told you on on Twitter and 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 I think even in our email. I mean, you you said let's just go ahead and record the episode. Fuck no, this is Metal Gear. We're, I'm not spoiling a, a game for you just because we're a little behind. I will let you. You can play this game at your own pace and finish it however you want to, and then when you're done. We will sit down and record and talk about it. So if that doesn't happen this year, then it doesn't happen this year. I don't care. So, uh, I mean, that's, you know, we're, the, we're both huge Metal Gear fans. And yeah, it sucks because even even just, you know, I've been, I've been real busy getting having just gotten back from the UK. Mm-hmm. But I have had, you know, maybe a night and a half to play it. And I'm still I'm enjoying it. I, I, you know, I just I wish I just had more time to sit here and, you know, sink hours into it. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I don't have a demanding job, and <laughs> I live alone. So yeah, I am kind of the, like the ultimate bachelor in the fact that I'm an adult and I can do whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> and what I do with my time is play video games. Yeah. I mean. See- I would be in the same boat, except that when I was over in the UK, obviously I didn't have my PS4 with me, uh-huh. and then I got back, so I've been back this week, but two of the guys from the UK are also over this week, are over here where I am in Memphis, so uh, we've been like staying late and then like grabbing dinner and stuff you know, to keep them entertained as much as anything. Right. So yeah, work seems to always get me even when I'm not at work. Right. So yeah, I uh, I beat Metal Gear Five in probably a week and a half. Um, but yeah, like I said, take your time with it. I mean, if you if you finish it, whenever you finish it, let me know, and then we will record that episode that week. 
So we'll uh, we'll just take our time with that. You know, right. hopefully you can you can squeeze another game in because today is officially the first day of October. Finally, and uh, that was another thing I did want to discuss with you on this show um, was uh, what we are going to do for Halloween. If or, 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 or do you still want to do something for Halloween? Yes, I mean that's that's as much of a tradition as we have on this show. That's true. Um, so as we always do, we try to pick horror games to play on uh, in the month of October. Uh, the first one we did was uh, was it Anna? Was that the, was that the first one? Well, amnesia was the best one. Well, amnesia wasn't even a Halloween thing. That was just something we chose to do. I should have saved that. Nothing. No Halloween game can top that so far. Yeah. Um. Well, we did Resident Evil remake for one. Um, and we did. Oh yeah, it was a Siren Blood Curse for the other one. Oh, maybe maybe the title of most confusing game. Yeah, no shit. That game, man. Jesus, I need. Mean, you know, I want to go back and listen to that. I like to go back and listen to our our episodes sometimes just to hear how we thought about. I go every once in a while. I just go back and listen to us talk about Alone in the Dark because I fucking love us just trashing the shit out of that game. Oh fuck that game. That was a scary game. That was that was just a fucking scary horrible mess. Yeah, scary for the player. Yeah. So, um, but the reason why I bring this up, and I know a lot of listeners out there knew our plan, uh, we were going to be doing Eternal Darkness. Um, but unfortunately, Matt, did you just come to the realization that you don't have that game? No, I knew I didn't have it. I just came to the realization that, holy shit, it's almost October. Yeah. Because basically I've been on the verge of getting my shit out of New York for like six months. And it just, I was like, there's no way I won't have it by October. Yeah. And you don't have it, and it's October. I don't have it. So um, we are going to table Eternal Darkness um, for now. Uh, we may do it next Halloween. I don't know. I really want to do Eternal Darkness, and I know Dave wanted to join us for it. Um. So we will, uh, we're going to table that because I don't, I don't see a reason you need to go out and buy another copy when you already own a copy. Fuck that. I mean, you know, let's be reasonable here. So I've got mine ready whenever you want to play. So now we are in discussions of what kind of a horror game should we play? And there's a few, I know that you mentioned, um, one of them being um, The Evil Within. Uh, you own that game, don't you, man? I do own that game. Okay. You got it physical or did you get it digitally? Physical. Okay. I own it as well. I got it digitally because they had some kind of like a $30 sale when, like a few months after it came out. Yep. And, I, and I was like, I really want to play this game because I've heard it's it's okay you know, I know Ken really liked. It. I know Justin really liked it, and uh, um, and I know it has a few rough edges. And it's made by Shinji Mikami, which you know that guy makes yeah. some pretty good stuff. Pretty much guaranteed to play it at some point anyway. So if it's on sale, why not pick it up? Yeah. Uh, but you also mentioned um, Soma. 
which is a new horror game that came out, I think, what, two weeks ago? I think last week. Was it, was it last week? I can't remember. Um, I know Justin, who reviewed it for our site, absolutely loved it. Um, and it's made by the same guys who made Amnesia. So um, there's that one. So if we want to go new, we've got definitely some options. Yes, we have we have Soma to go with, um, and um, hell, even the Evil Within is only about what a year old. Yeah, came out last year, I think. And I think so. Uh, so we got we got a few th- options there. Did you have any? I remember you you mentioned three games in the uh, in the yep. email. Mentioned was Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation, yeah. Um, from what I understand, Alien Isolation, it, it hits the atmosphere perfectly, but as far as gameplay goes, it's kind of dull. Mm. At least that's what I've heard. I've also heard that it's also about a, uh, 20 to 30 hour game. Mm. I'm just yep. like, to throw out there that's not as new would be something classic like Silent Hill 2. Yeah, Silent Hill would be a good one. Um, that one of the scariest games of like the the past. In fact, I had it. If you've been reading ZTGD, uh, I've been I have been doing t- taking over the from A to Z uh, articles, and I've been doing the PlayStation Two uh, system. And uh, when I went to the letter F, I named one of my favorite horror games was uh, Fatal Frame Two. And uh, I still own Fatal Frame 2. Uh, technically, I own it on the Xbox, um, but I did play it on the PS2 originally. And that's a great one. Um, but it's probably hard to find now. Mm. And it's probably expensive. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a few out there. Um, what are you leaning toward, man? Do you want to do, do, do the Evil Within? I would lean towards that one. If only because it seems to be the most pure horror-ish game. Right. Something like Alien Isolation. Again, even even if you don't count gameplay because, you know, Anna was pretty terrible to play. And there's any number of games that might play poorly. That's also a licensed game and it's also long and I, it doesn't seem as focused on the horror. You know, it's from what I remember reading about it is they spent a lot of time really recreating the feel of the first movie, which does is a sort of, you can claim it's a horror movie, but a lot of the effort went into making sure like the buckle straps look the same. And you know, the cushioning on the chairs look the same where, whereas the evil within seems to me to be as pure a horror game as has come out this generation. Certainly. Yeah. I know, um, Ken reviewed, uh, there's two DLC packs for it or two DLC stories for it. And, um, Ken reviewed them and said that, uh, they, they were actually really good as well. Um, I didn't, I, I, he, he, there's apparently major spoilers in it and I don't want to really, I don't really want to look at them, you know, without playing the game first. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, if, if you want to set it up for that, we'll do Evil Within because I've I've already I've still got it on my hard drive. I think on my PS4, so we can just uh, we'll do Evil Within. We'll just go ahead and announce that now. Yeah, I'm sorry to uh, anybody who was waiting for Eternal Darkness. 
I know there was a few people. <laughs> I know I was as well. Yeah, yeah, I was I was totally on board. I'd actually bought my copy from uh from Mackie, uh Josh Mackie, who was on the uh show once uh for Heavy Rain. Um he uh he had a eBay auction auction and uh I saw he had uh Eternal Darkness and I was like, uh how about you uh just uh let me buy that from you? And he's like, All right. So he sent it to me. And so I have Mackie's copy of Eternal Darkness. Are you treating it well? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's technically mine, so I do whatever the fuck I want to with it. But, uh, I mean, I paid him for it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's actually sitting in my uh, my GameCube because last week I was like, okay, let's go ahead and put it in. We'll be ready. So this may be wishful thinking, but I am actually getting quotes to get my shit moved here. So we could play Eternal Darkness as soon as right after. Right. I don't know how many other things we're trying to squeeze in before the end of the year, but I mean it's not it's not that big of a deal. Um but I after what I planned to do after Halloween was go into The Witcher 2. One of the reasons why is because I want to play The Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah. Um but I mean like yeah, when we can do like what, whatever you want. I mean, that's that's totally up to you. I mean, I, I, I've been the one dictating what games we play for I don't know how long, and you know, this is also your show, so you can choose whatever the hell you want to. If you want to do Eternal Darkness, whenever whenever you get your shit, we can do Eternal Darkness. We don't have to save it for Halloween. You know, it was just that was just one of the things. Well, it's certainly classic enough that it can deserve, you know. It's deserving to play anytime, not just as a Halloween game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, th- that's the thing is like, I, I want to go back and actually see this game. Um, we, we tried it once before on a uh, zombie frog and, um, I screwed myself over and then I think Mike switched websites or something. I can't remember. Yeah. That, that might actually be my saddest abandonment abandoned game because i wasn't actually stuck like in xeno gears i couldn't progress forward anymore but i feel like eternal darkness everything just kind of fell apart with our recording of that game and uh you know n- nothing about the game prevented me from get from finishing it i think i was i think i had gotten fairly close to the end we had recorded some episodes for it though, didn't we? I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, we had, we were at least one or two in. I mean, again, I think I was almost at the end of the game. I think we were possibly doing our last recording for the game. Yeah. That was also the final, final game we ever did for zombie frog. Yeah. Well, talk about an abandoned, (laughs) abandoned, abandoned the show. (laughs) But yeah. Um, okay. Well, we can do the evil then. Um, you want to start it th- this coming week, like yeah. you know, next week? Okay, all right, we can do that. I'll uh, I'll set up an email for you and uh, take a look at a fact and see if see how long it would take us. I think it's around maybe twelve hours. I could be wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was the upper end of twelve, like twelve to fifteen, but I'm not sure. Let's find out. That that game, I actually, you know, we'll get into this, but I haven't even put that into my PS4. I have I played the first chapter, which was not very long, like maybe thirty minutes at the most, just to see how it was. Yeah, 
So, um, but I, I have no idea where this game is going. Let's see here. Da, 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 da. Search for. The Evil Within. Uh, 16 hours. Yeah. That's main story. 16 hours. Mm. So we may be looking at a a three-parter. Maybe maybe a two-parter, depending. And we do a three-parter. Fuck it. We just take up the... We just take up the week of October. Or the month of October. Um... That way you can, when you're not, you know, if you don't want to play the Evil Within, you can squeeze in a little bit of Metal Gear time in there. Yeah, that would be perfect. Okay, then there you go. We officially announced that next week we will be doing the Evil Within. Kind of excited for this because I'm something, I've actually, I've actually been on kind of a roll beating games lately. Uh, I, I was progressing through a lot of different things. And now this whole trip to the UK has messed up all my plans. Well, I um I beat uh, Super Mario 3D World, and um, crap, that was another one. I can't remember. Well, Metal Gear was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm uh as far as review games go, I'm actually doing a gigantic fucking game. Can can texting me saying hey do you want to do this game and I was like that's a really scary question you just asked me I'm having I'm having to review Elite Dangerous on the Xbox One uh, I hate the name but uh, well apparently it's based on a bunch of books the Elite series you ever mm-hmm. read them nope okay uh, and Elite, they've made multiple Elite games before. Um, but yeah, Elite Dangerous, that's a huge game. I mean, it, you take No Man's Sky and then add like the combat of Wing Commander in it. And that's kind of what that game is. Except I, so far I have not landed on a planet. I don't think you can. I could be wrong though. Um, pretty much all of it's just like in in your in your spaceship. So, but yeah, I'm playing that right now, and that's kind of daunting. Uh, but yeah, I want to get into we we we've had this email since April 22nd, so we've had it for a long time, and it is an intermission discussion subject from Adam, and. So it just goes to show you, I read every email and I keep them for when we need them. Uh, but Adam writes in and says, uh, Hey Drew, Adam here. I would like your opinion on the subject of the current console cycle. As many of us, I am very excited about the new Star Wars Battlefront, which actually the beta starts next week, I believe. Uh, however, after watching this in-engine trailer, I knew the game will look gorgeous, but will definitely look its best on the PC. My rig is unfortunately old. It cannot run newer games at max settings. How do you guys feel about Xbox One and PS4 going the route um, 
of the iPhone or even the new Nintendo 3DS? What if instead of the next Xbox or PlayStation 5, we get more powerful models of these consoles about every, every two years or so? Uh, the games will stay the same. Uh, the next-gen hardware will not be hindered by the old ones. The only difference will be graphic-related. Uh, we could have better-looking games on consoles with minor graphical options, such as frame rate settings uh, uh, and low and medium and high selections. The Last of Us Remastered, for example, lets you choose between 30 or 60 frames per second. Uh, finally, I haven't bought a Vita yet, and there are rumors of a new Vita patent with four shoulder buttons and an HDMI port on it. What do you think about it? Great show and keep up the good work. Thanks. So thank you very much for that email. Uh, and as far as my opinion on the consoles going the way of the iPhone, where a new version comes out every couple of years, I'm... There's two reasons why that doesn't happen. One, it would be very expensive, but granted, a new iPhone comes out every single year at $600, and people buy them every single year at $600. So I, well, that that's that's beside me. I don't know how people do that. It's a pretty big asterisk there. Most people are not paying $600. How much are they paying, though? Will they renew their contract? Is that what's happening? I don't know about the people who buy it every year because I always sign a two-year contract. That's what I do. Any new phone, you know, a top-end smartphone is $200 essentially. Although I guess now with the big smartphones, they've up to 299 Yeah. But I personally only buy a new phone every three to four years. I've, I've had my Galaxy S3 for about three years now, almost four. Going on four years, I've had it, and it still makes phone calls, and it still checks my email, and that's all I care about. I don't need the fancy new thing. Um, that's just me. As far as consoles go, yeah, sure. If a new console came out, I'm probably going to buy it because I'm a huge video game player. But as far as these new a new system coming out every couple of years... That's going to run people pretty expensive. Um, at the same time, would they be that big of a graphical jump? I mean, you know, a, a PC. I've, I've got a I've got a halfway decent rig here. Uh, it's got a GTX 570, which is old by today's standards, but I mean, it's it's four years old. Um, and it still runs. I mean, Grant, I can't run The Witcher Three at high settings, um, but it'll still run The Witcher Three. You know, I mean, I I can't have it at ultra settings, but um, I don't know. That's that's a hard one to that's a hard one to think about. To be honest with you, wait, it's wait. a question. So one point that I that I would think would sort of come to the forefront in that discussion would be. You know, maybe this is an old-fashioned way of thinking about the economics of video games, but isn't it generally you take Sony or Microsoft takes a loss on the console, and they try to make it up over the course of five years through software? That's that's very true. And because of that, they can get us a high-tech console at, at least at launch that only costs us three hundred bucks. Yeah. If you were to come out with a new console every couple of years, they wouldn't have that time to recoup the money so they would have to jump up the price. So then not only 
do you have to buy a console twice as often? You have to pay 50% more each time to maybe compensate for the lack of software, which, you know, dovetails into the idea that, that the, your person who only bought your version two years ago, you know, may not be able to buy the newest games like the, with the 3DS, yeah. the new 3DS, there's, you know, at least one game now that you can't buy, you can't play with the regular 3DS. So while games might then become more flexible to allow for these different graphical settings, you may also just have graphics that are not that advanced so that they can be run on any version of the, of an Xbox or a PlayStation. That That's the biggest thing is like, would we see that big of a graphical jump in two years? You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, that that's, that's just my opinion. I mean, you know, what, what what games came out two years ago? Uh, Killzone Shadowfall. I mean, you might as well say the, these consoles have been out two years. Killzone Shadowfall. I mean, it looks it looks about the same as as a The Witcher Three that came out this you know this year. I mean, it's I mean, it, it graphically it really all depends on the developer. You know, I mean, hell, a, a brand fucking new Tony Hawk game just came out and it looks like a fucking PS2 game. I mean, granted, it's Tony Hawk, but I mean, I mean it, it all really depends on the developer and and, and what they. I mean, I, I guarantee you, The Witcher Three has been in in development for probably five years now, um, or before it came out, it had been in development for five years. So, I mean, it probably went through graphical changes in its life cycle of just being made. So, uh, I don't know. That's 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 a, that's a funny thing. I, me personally, I don't want to see it that way. Um, I'm fine with buying a new system for you know 400 bucks, and 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 having it suffice for seven eight years. So do, do you think you also lose some of the top end of graphics because you know around the time developers start to get familiar with the hardware, it's changing, so you oh. can't continue to tweak it. That may be true, but you know, and that comes to, you know, the preference of the player itself. Me, the only thing that matters to me when it comes to video games is if it's fun to play, you know, if I, if I'm having a blast playing this game, I don't care how it looks. I don't care if the story's phenomenal or what, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, to, to me, gameplay comes first, story comes second, graphics come last to me. I mean, it's that, that, that's all there is to it. You know, I mean, one of my favorite games, one of, one of my favorite just games of all time, just to sit down and play is geometry wars two. I mean, I, I, I put over like 30 hours just into geometry wars two. And that game is, is lines. You know, there, there's no, there's no, there's no graphics to that game. Um, but it was the reason why was because the gameplay was so addicting. Uh, and you know, it all depends on, on the person. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I see a game that looks phenomenal. I mean, don't get me wrong. Killzone Shadowfall. While I'm not the biggest fan of the story mode and stuff like that, that game looked amazing. Still does. You know, they, the same way with infamous second son that looked fantastic, you know? Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this looks great. Metal gear. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Five is one of the better looking games that you can get, you know, that that's out there now. Um, 
and yeah, it looks phenomenal, but I mean, it's one of those things that I kind of overlook after a while, you know. As soon as it becomes normal. Yeah. And that's that's the thing is like, you know, it, it it's fun for a while until you know, I'm I'm more invested in what I'm doing than oh, look at the look at the landscape. Um and that, and that I think is on on top of all that these console manufacturers, they know that there's a reason why they'll sell, you know, 10 million copies or 10 million units within like what a year uh, is because these, these, the consoles are are for the every man, you know, Uh, people who aren't necessarily hardcore gamers they're not going to go out and spend, you know, three, two or three hundred dollars every couple of years just to keep up with the times. Even uh, though they do for a cell phone. Well, they, even though they, <sighs> cell phones are a different monster. Yeah, everybody's got a cell phone. It's taboo if you don't have one. You know, if I forget my cell phone at home, it feels like I'm naked. That's a bad thing to say. It really is. You know, when you think about it, how technology kind of just controls us nowadays. I mean, perfect example. I shared uh, a, a a post today on Twitter um, where it was, it was a bunch of girls at a uh, baseball game. And they weren't even paying attention to the baseball game. They were taking selfies constantly. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and I was just like, really? I mean, that's that's what, you know, that's, that's what technology has done to us. Now, don't be wrong, technology has done fantastic things for people. You know, it's, in, it's, it's advancements in medicine and advancements in the quality of life. But at the same time, I feel like it has also hindered us a little bit. Um, but that's just, that's me personally, whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I still sit on my fucking phone all the time, too. So, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. Uh but it, phones are a little different. Yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people. No, I'm not going to go out and buy a brand new phone every year. I don't need it, you know. And it's the same way with a new console. Uh, that that it's it's weird in that way because while I'm a hardcore gamer, that I had to plan around getting a new console. You know, whenever in you know, 2006, when when the the Xbox 360 came out or when I got an Xbox 360, I had to plan that shit, you know. I didn't have 400 bucks just laying around. You know, and in the same way when the when the PS4 came out, I saved for a few months. <laughs> you know, I didn't go and buy a whole bunch of games that came out that year because well, there's a new system coming out. I need to save my money. So it's it, it's one of those things where, especially Joe Schmo, average Joe guy who who likes to play I don't know Madden sometimes, and watch a bunch of Netflix on his gaming console, you know, he he don't want to spend four hundred bucks every two years too. So I don't know. It is interesting to look at that, uh, but I don't want to see it that way. That's just me though. I think he's right, though. Like, with the 3DS, I mean, you don't have necessarily sequential, like, a progression of of new systems that replace the old one, but you do end up with, like, a family of related devices. Yeah. Could you see anything like that happening? 
where instead of like the you know iterative versions where each one keeps getting more powerful like graphics cards or iPhones you have something like the 3DS where you have offshoots in a smaller version and well I mean they do that with consoles I mean they, they, hell how many how many bundles are coming out on Xbox 1 this 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 uh winter I mean, hell, this week they have announced a new bundle every day. They made an event of it. You know, it was, I mean, it, yeah, they get different SKUs. Yeah, oh, this one comes with a terabyte hard drive. This one comes in the color white. You yeah, know? I mean, I consider that different. Maybe that's because, like, with a 3DS, you're holding it. So, any, you know, anything different in the size, the shape, the angles, like, all of those are immediately apparent to you. But, honestly, like, if I have a PS4 with a... 500 megabyte or 500 gigabyte hard drive versus a terabyte hard drive versus white or versus black. Like those mean almost nothing to me. Yeah. You know, it's still just sitting there. The thing I'm interacting with is the controller that'll work on any of them. And that's the thing you want to keep it as, as universal as possible. So that way you don't, because truth be told the new 3ds in my opinion is stupid. It makes me a little unhappy because I have, a, I think, two 3DS games so far. Mm-hmm. And if I could buy a third one, it would be the one that I can't buy. The one that I can't play. Yeah. Xenoblade or Xenoblade Chronicles or whatever it is that I can't play on my 3DS that's really a 2DS. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, there's what, three games coming out for that system that, that you have to have that one for? And I mean, that's the thing is like. Y- even Nintendo seeing it with the 3DS and it's been a a huge success for them is that, that they've kind of oversaturated the market with a whole bunch of different kinds. And, you know, people just want one thing, you know, and so you would have been better served if each one was slightly more powerful. I mean, cause it, that, that may fragment the market in a different way. But having all of these things that do the same thing does confuse people, and Nintendo seems to be not very great, good about that. Yeah. With the Wii U. I mean, how many people – maybe nobody was actually confused, but I mean – No, there were people confused. I imagine a lot of people would think that it's an accessory for the Wii or it's a different version of the Wii, but you know, a sidestep instead of a forward step. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was the biggest thing. Hell, even whenever they first announced it, they didn't even show off the console. They, they they held up the Wii U gamepad, and I was like, is this just a controller for the Wii? Because that's what, they, like, I even asked that on Twitter, because I was like, because they were not showing that console off at all, and it, it, nobody knew. And then there was even, like, uh, I think it was some, some either, either a, a high-profile magazine or a high-profile newspaper actually recorded it as, a new controller for the Wii. And I was like, that's wrong. But you know, they didn't convey it very well. Um, but Nintendo's a different monster all in and of itself. I don't even know. I have a Wii U. I have three games for it. Those three games are great. And I will probably buy Xenoblade when it comes out in December. And that's about it. Uh, I just, I, you know, that system is dead. You know, I, I highly doubt we'll see Zelda come out for that thing. And they just delayed Star Fox, which I didn't want to play that anyway. But you know, that, that was, was just on a new Vita because 
that that's actually news to me. I hadn't heard there was a new Vita model coming out. But. Well, that that email came to us in April, and I haven't heard anything about a new Vita. Um, that might have just been a rumor mill kind of thing. I I also haven't seen much come out for the Vita that would make me want to buy any version of it. That's very true. Um, in fact, I already have my Vita. It's called a PlayStation TV. Yeah. I'm far more likely to buy that than a Vita at this point. Yeah. But honestly, I haven't... Well, I did try to buy that that one time when it went insanely cheap. But... Dude, it went even cheaper than whenever I got it. Yeah. I yeah, paid it 30 did. I paid 30 bucks for it. Then they then like 2 weeks later they did 19.99. I was like, "Motherfucker." Well, to be fair, there were only like 10 copies available. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I got my PlayStation TV. Um I'm ready for Persona 4 baby when we do that. Now, do you think that having that would ever make you more likely to buy a Vita? I highly doubt it. That infrastructure there, and you're like, oh, well, I could now play these on the go if I had a Vita. Uh-uh. Because, well, there's, there's a reason why. And and it, I'm not much of a portable gamer. I, I, I'm i just not. That's my one. And again, that's my personal preference. At the same time, I don't, I don't, like, there's nothing really on the Vita that I want to play. There's the two games come to mind that I want to play, and that's Soul Sacrifice and... Persona 4 Golden, which... Yeah, I would throw Uncharted in there. I'd like to play Golden Abyss. I, you know, I have come to the realization, and I mean, I, I've said it on Twitter, and every time I say it on Twitter, everybody tells me to shut the fuck up because you always got to butt in and say you don't like this series. I don't like Naughty Dog Shooters. I really don't. I, I you know, I, I played through Uncharted 1. I played through so Uncharted 2. Uncharted 2. What now? Are you saying you don't like Uncharted 2? I know I'm, your thoughts on The Last of Us. Yeah, you know my thoughts on The Last of Us. Yeah, I, I'm I'm saying that I don't like the gameplay in Uncharted 2. I'm I'm to the point now, maybe I'm just getting grumpy, but I'm to the point now where I don't like those scripted shooters that you see. The blockbuster, you know, the blockbuster adventure m- movie games. Like Tomb Raider and Uncharted and The Last of Us and a lot of things Naughty Dog does. But those kind of games, they, like, I'm just, like, that's why it took me forever to actually beat Tomb Raider. I swear to God, I've owned that game on three different systems and never started it until I finally got it on the PS4 with the Ultimate Edition. And I had, I, like, I didn't have to. That was the thing. It was like every time I started the game, I was like, I don't want to play this. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful game. I mean, the shooting is, is decent in it. Um, and, and, and the exploration is really cool. The story is, is handled very well. Good voice acting. They're very well made games. They're just like, it does nothing for me anymore. Here's a scene where I'm climbing. Oh, and, and you guessed it. Shit's going to fall and I got to move out of the way while it, while I'm climbing. And here's a driving section. Well, you know, I got to maneuver around them. It, it's, it's, it's almost like you see this shit coming. And I, I, I don't like that. I mean, it feels like you're scripted the entire time. This is going to happen the entire time. And I, I, I'm just not a fan of that anymore. And truth be told, I don't like, 
I don't. I really don't think that 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 Naughty Dog does good with their shooters. Like the shooting in the Uncharted games is bad. The shooting in The Last of Us is bad. I mean, they, like that. That to me, that's how I feel. People love those games, and I, I honestly think that they get a pass because because it's Naughty Dog, you know. And it's the same way with Kojima, you know. Kojima gets a pass because it's Metal Gear. But I'm going to tell you this right now, Matt. I'm going to have some choice words for Metal Gear Solid Five when we actually sit down and talk about this. Um, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, there's some major issues I have with Metal Gear Five. Yeah, you know, and people giving this game ten out of ten. Sure, go right ahead. This game is not a ten out of ten for me at all. So, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you sit me down with the Uncharted game. And that's the thing. I don't want to come off like I say, I hate these fucking games. I don't like playing them. You know, I mean, I sat down for a good three hours with The Last of Us. I've said this a million times, but when I played it, yeah, the story was compelling. The characters were great. The chemistry with the characters was great. It looked fantastic. But I did not want to slog through that gameplay. It was boring, it was monotonous, and it was frustrating. And it's the same way with the Uncharted games. And then on top of that, these quote-unquote epic moments of scriptedness. Just, it turns me off of the games. I've slowly became a... I wouldn't say open world. I've slowly become an open-ended role-playing game guy. I like role-playing games, you know. You sit me down with The Witcher, you know. I have a lot of fun with The Witcher, you know, and and, uh, Fallout or Skyrim, you know. Don't don't force me down this path. Even though it looks amazing, I don't care, you know, because you kind of lose control of it. You know, you don't feel like you're really in control you know, the perfect example, every time Nathan Drake is running and the camera pans to in front of him and you're looking at what's chasing you. And I'm like, this is completely scripted. Either you fa- it's, it's almost like a quick time event. You're either going to fail this or you're going to succeed at it. You don't really have a, a an option to not do this or jump out of the way or something like that. You know, it's it's you're taking away options from me and it feels like you're on rails almost. I don't like that. Maybe I'm too ambitious. No, I mean, I, I can understand that viewpoint. I don't really agree with it, but I can understand it. I mean, it's it's the same argument that people have towards games like Until Dawn or Heavy Rain. You know, I'm not playing a game. You know, this is not a game. This is boring as fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I, I really like those games. You know, I have yet to play Until Dawn because my old roommate has still got my copy. Uh, but, you know, like Heavy Rain, I enjoyed Heavy Rain, you know, for what it was. You know, it, it was a story-driven game that was essentially a bunch of QuickTime events. But it was – but it would say that you could enjoy that type of shooter, the Uncharted type of shooter, if it's well done. You're saying regardless of how well done it is, it is what it is, and I don't like that. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, the, the shooting sucks in those games. I, I fucking hate it. You know, I, I hate it in, in The Last of Us, too. Uncharted, every fucking enemy is a bullet sponge. 
what you're doing is you're going from corridor to corridor shooting guys, you know, and then a cutscene happens. And then, you know, a scripted event happens. Then you're back to corridor to corridor shooting a bunch of guys, shooting bullet sponges. And it's the same way with The Last of Us. And except it was like, oh, it's, it's more stealthy based. So now you sneak around a bunch of bullet sponges and you kill about one or two of them. And then you get spotted. Then you shoot bullet sponges in a corridor. Then you go to a cutscene. Then you do a scripted event. Then you go back to sneaking around bullet sponges. And I'm just like, this is, it, it's, it, it's, it's boring. To me, I'm just like, I don't want to do this. I want to see the story because it's well done, but I don't want to slog through this gameplay to see that story. And it goes back to my preferences. Your game's got to play good. If your game plays great, I don't care. I, I, I think I want that. This is what I want to play. You know, that's I mean, a perfect example. A lot of people don't like... A lot of people didn't like Shadows of the Damned. I thought that game played phenomenally. And it was goofy as shit. And it was fun. That was the whole idea behind it. You know? To me, Shadows of the Damned... I'll go this far. Shadows of the Damned is right up there. It's, it's in my top ten games of last generation. Damn. I'm not even fucking kidding with you. You know? Right up there, like, Red Dead Redemption is probably number one for me. You know, along with like Street Fighter 4 and stuff like that. But most certainly, Shadows of the Dam is one of those. Because I had nothing but a fun time playing that game. Because it was fun to control. It was fun to play. You know, it, it was goofy as shit. And it, it looked halfway decent. It was interesting to see. And I just like, you know, you, you take a game. You know, Shinji Mikami obviously made the gameplay. You know, old, like Resident Evil style stuff. You know. Um, and then you mix Suda 51 with his, cr his crazy story crap. And it was, it, I, th I thought it was great. It was dumb as shit, but I mean, I, I really love that game, you know? And, and if, if, if you had the last of us play like shadows of the damned, I'd totally play through that game. But instead I don't like the gameplay in those games. It was the same way with Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider was a fantastic game. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I admit it right now. But I did not like playing that game that much. I think the Tomb Raider controlled and, and, and the shooting was way better than the Uncharted series. But at the same time, I, I just like it was another one of those scripted moment scripted moment bullshit stuff. And I'm just like you know, I, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I mean I, I didn't mind the scripted stuff in Tomb Raider. To me it was just that not many games do I say this about, but it was too easy. Tomb Raider. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. It was like it it, it became it, it quickly. It started becoming like an open world almost, where you know you you like oh I remember this part from a few hours ago. Except now I'm above it, looking over it, kind of thing. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, when they start intertwining areas together and stuff yeah. like that, I, I kind of like that a lot. Um. But yeah, like I said, I, 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 I did enjoy Tomb Raider, but it was one of those things where I was like, I just wish it didn't do this stuff, you know? Um, but I mean, what else can you do? You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's the nature of those games. You know, it's the same way with the Uncharted games. You know, I, I like Nathan Drake. I think he's a cool character. You know, he, he's, he's, a, he's, he's basically Han Solo. Um, and you know, that's, that's you know, it's, 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 it's kind of cool that way. 
Um, and they look great and, you know, they have everything that you need for a great game. I just don't like those. I just don't like the I don't like the combat. I don't like the I don't like the the gameplay. And then, you know the the problem is it's Naughty Dog, and when you badmouth Naughty Dog, guess what? You're an idiot. But sorry, you know I that like that I I played three hours of The Last of Us right, but then I still own the game because I said I'll go back to it one day. And then the DLC came out. Ken didn't own the game anymore, so he sent me the code to review the DLC for The Last of Us. And I was like, okay. And so I played the DLC. It was about a, it was about an hour and a half or two hours long. And that was just long enough to – like when I was beating the DLC, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. That's how fast it took. I was just like, I mean, the, like, I had I had a decent time with it when I was just like going through the areas and 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 seeing the story, but that final the final quote unquote fight of the DLC was like waves and waves of enemies, and I was like, this this is what I don't want to do. I don't want to fucking play this this combat. You know, it was very interesting. You know, that was the thing. I liked the story and I liked the characters in it. But it's it's it, that that's not good enough, you know. It's, I mean, it's I don't want to play through that. So there's me complaining about Naughty Dog shooters again. I'm sorry, I don't like Naughty Dog shooters. I say Naughty Dog shooters because I fucking love Jack and Daxter. You know, that was though that was. In the the PlayStation Two era, we had all these. This guy and this guy, you know, yep. Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank, or Sly Cooper, you know, or Jack and Daxter. You know, you had you had your your set of character platformers, and Jack and Daxter was my character platformer. I fucking one hundred percent in Jack and Daxter one. Really like Jack and Daxter two. And the third one we can forget about. But, you know, that's okay. <laughs> but I really like the first two. You know, that, that, that like, and th- those are Naughty Dog, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, never played Crash Bandicoot, though. I mean, we, we did Crash 3 for Phoenix Down, so. Yeah, I got a lot of nostalgia. I, Crash 2, especially, I loved back in the PS1 days. Yeah. Crash Team Racing. I don't know. Uh, PS One was weird for me. PS One was like a a both an experimental time and a growth time for me, where I played a lot of games that I didn't normally play. That was when I really got into RPGs. So like you know, Final Fantasy and and Legend of Dragoon and all these other really long RPGs. Started playing those, and you know, of course, Metal Gear Solid came out, and then Resident Evil came out, and Nobody ever seen any like that was that that system was one of those games one of those systems where we didn't see this stuff before you know we never saw this stuff before and I was like oh, I don't want to play this I don't want to play this dumb platformer that's old school shit I want to play this new stuff you know yeah and ju- just the idea of exploring space you know three dimensional space was unique and and kind of fun yeah that was a new concept. 
Although I did, I did, I did play Castlevania Symphony of the Night because it's fucking Castlevania. I had to play it, <laughs> and it was traditional, and it was amazing. Too bad we'll never see another Castlevania game. Then again, after playing Lords of Shadow two, I don't know if I want to see another one. <laughs> God, that game was fucking. Oh my god, that's such a fucking disappointment. After the after the Lords of Shadow series was fantastic, you know the the first game we all we did that for Phoenix Down. I fucking love that game, you know the one on the 3DS. I mean you can get it on like Xbox 360 and PS3 as well. Fucking great, you know it was like it was like the old school Castlevania side scroller kind of thing. And then Lords of Shadow two came out, the final chapter. You know you're playing as fucking Dracula, and they take away Dracula's powers and you sneak around. What the fuck? You know, you're the fucking Prince of Darkness. <laughs> you don't need to sneak around a robot guy. Turn into a fucking dragon. <laughs> but nah, that that was such a fucking disappointment. It was horrible. Oh God. I'm probably very unhappy tonight, Drew. You know, I, I don't know. It's it, it's a combination of things. I think. You know, we started talking about Naughty Dog, and then we started talking about my, one of my favorite series, Castlevania going out on a, such a horrible note and then Konami saying, eh, we're not really making games anymore. So, you know, that sucks too, you know? Konami made some fucking great influential shit. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're saying, well, we'll make soccer. You know? Metal Gear? What the fuck's Metal Gear? Fuck Metal Gear. You know? Castlevania? Ah. Contra? Ah, fuck Contra. Yeah, you know, nobody cares about these games. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, yeah, that's all I. You, you want to talk about something? You know, get get off this this depressing train. Let's get on the hype train somehow. Mm. What are we getting hyped for? I don't know. You like uh, Fallout? No, I actually act, actively dislike Fallout. Do you really? So basically everything you said before about not wanting your linear scripted games and you want open world, basically I kind of feel the opposite about all of that. Oh, you don't like that? I don't. I mean, it's not that I don't like it. I try to like it. I try so hard. I can't tell you how many times I sat down to the beginning of Oblivion. You know, I get out of the dungeon. I'm like, all right, that was good. I'm into a new area. And then I'm like, well, I have no direction. I'll wander around for 45 minutes, and I've had enough of this game. I, 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 a game like Final Fantasy 13 took so much shit for being so linear. I had more fun with Final Fantasy 13 than I've had with every open world Western RPG that I've ever played. For fun. You know, I mean that that's one of the things <laughs> that that's an interesting subject because a lot of people hated fucking Final Fantasy 13. Me personally, I thought it was a breath of fucking fresh air. I, I like, loved loved switching between the I don't even remember I hadn't finished paradigms. Switching between the paradigms, I I found that to be super fun. I enjoyed all, everything that I was doing, and I didn't ever feel like I was wandering in the forest and completely not doing anything that was important and just wasting hours and hours of yeah. my life. That's, I mean, that that was the thing. It was like they 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 kind of flipped the traditional Japanese role playing game, and people really didn't like that. And I was just like, you know what? If, I think it's great. 
I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some dumb shit in Final Fantasy 13. I mean, them constantly using these non-existent terms and shit like that and just make it kind of convoluted, kind of got on my nerves a little bit. But to be honest with you, I mean, they, they opened it up a little bit in, in uh, 13.2, but 13.2 is the best out of that entire series. Uh, and 13.2, like I highly suggest that to anybody. That that has enough openness to make it feel fresh, but it also has a linear path that you can go down if you want to. Um so yeah, but um, me and you, we've we discussed this before because, so like like a game like Grand Theft Auto, uh, and stuff like that, you you don't mind those games, but if you, I, do. I don't mind them. I liked Grand Theft Auto Four. I mean, I I liked some of the various PS2 Grand Theft Autos. I mean, I I guess I was never into them as much as other people were. I enjoyed them, but. Yeah. I did not spend the hours that a lot of people did with them. Well, the thing I was getting at was like, because we've had this discussion before where <laughs> open world games that are kind of grounded in reality, you're okay with. But if you get something like Saints Row or Just Cause, you totally like don't like those. Yeah, I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't say based in reality, not based in reality, because you could have, I could imagine any number of open world games that were completely unrealistic that I would still love to play, but the ones that are specifically ridiculous and like intentionally ridiculous, I, I, I do not, do not enjoy. So is it just, so we're going back to oblivion and, and Skyrim and these open world, like fallout role playing games. Is it because it just, it feels like there's, there's too much, It's, I don't know that it's specifically too much because something, it's a combination of there being a lot to do and maybe a lot of the time it's not as specifically clear. This is the main story quest. Do this if that's what you want to do. You know, I mean, I guess probably a lot of the time it is broken down like that. Here's your story quest. Here's your side quests. Here's your your guild quests. Here's whatever you know. They are probably binned and categorized like that, but I don't know. Part of it is just you know the amount of time it takes to get from one section that I'm in to where the next section starts. You know, if, if I'm supposed to explore the landscape between point A and point B. And I only have an hour to play, and it takes me fucking forty minutes to walk over to the start of the next mission. You know, <laughs> then I'm done, and I haven't done anything yet. Right. And I don't know with Fallout. With, with Fallout, like I, I put, a, I, I never really played a Fallout until Fallout Three. I mm-hmm. put maybe ten or twelve hours into Fallout Three. Yeah. And my problem there wasn't even as much that I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like there was so much, and it was such a big game that nothing worked well. Everything was clunky and everything was slow. And Fallout three was glitchy as shit. Yeah. I mean, let's just go ahead and say that. Um, and new Vegas was God. It was even worse. Uh, it was developed by a different company though. Um, I mean, I like I, full disclosure. I put 120 hours into fallout three. Um, I've played a lot of games that have as many technical problems 
but I guess maybe I was enjoying the rest of the game enough to overlook them or to deal with them. But here I'm like, I, you know, I don't really know. It's, it's for me, it's almost the same thing as old RPGs when, you know, it's random encounters that really, you know, not as much now. I, you know, I, I can embrace it now, but for many, many years, that was the reason I didn't play those RPGs because a, I don't know exactly where I'm going and B my getting there is being hindered. I can't, I can't figure out what I need to do because I have to spend hours dealing with all these stupid random battles. Right. And so it's almost the same thing. Like those glitches in something like fallout three, it's not that they're inherently game breaking. It's that I'm already struggling to try and have fun with it. Now, you know, this is just another layer that's keeping me away from the enjoyment. I got you. So I don't know. It's not that I'm opposed to those games. I just, and so many times I've sat down and tried to enjoy them, and I just, I, I, what I love, what I would love to do is sit down on a couch next to somebody who does love those games, and have them watch them play, just just watch them play, and have them tell me what they love about it, and see if that passion could be contagious. Because hmm. as I sit down by myself to do it, I'm like, there are any number of other games I would rather play where I can. I feel like I can make meaningful progress and meaningful progress might just be picking a bunch of flowers. But if, you know, if that's what I sit down to do and that's what I want to do, then, then I'm okay with doing that. Do you feel the same way about MMOs? Hmm. Interesting question. Have you, all right. So how how deep have you ever gotten into an MMO? What, what MMO have you got the deepest into? Um, I would say there are many MMOs where I've gotten to level 30 Okay. of say 60. Mm-hmm. And that's about where I peter out with those. Okay. I enjoy MMOs. I've never really had the full MMO experience with a guild or a group to actually play with consecutively like, continuously. Right. So, when I play MMOs, it's me soloing until I get bored of soloing. And then, and I've always gone through the full, all right, I'm enjoying this, I'm enjoying this. But in the back of my mind, it's always, am I getting $15 worth out of this every month? Right. You know, how many hours did I play it this month? Is that worth it? Should I just cancel it and pick it up again when I have more time? And like, I don't know. Some of that has always limited a bit of my enjoyment. Uh huh. The other thing is I just I don't have 30 or 40 hours a week to play to keep up with whoever, you know, does this all the time. That's true. I don't know. I, I enjoy MMOs. Yeah. But you don't look at them kind of the same way, even though it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you look at Elder Scrolls Online. I mean, it's basically Skyrim except with other people running around. See, when it comes to MMOs, for me, the goal is just leveling up. Because essentially, from the ones I've played, other than the Old Republic, there's essentially no story to speak of. And for most MMOs that I've played, the gameplay is not all that exciting. Right. So really, to me, it's about just leveling up. And that, that's my goal. So basically, I play it until... Leveling up comes so slowly that that reward isn't there anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And as soon as I stop leveling up quickly enough, I I kind of get bored with it. Yeah. Hmm. So do you think? Well, I mean, I, we'll, we'll just go ahead and say it. I mean, you, we're planning on playing The Witcher Three. I mean, not for the the show, but I mean, I know you're probably planning on buying it and playing it. I mean, The Witcher Three is essentially a third person Skyrim kind of. Yeah, I mean, I it provided there's a story that I don't know. I, I enjoyed The Witcher one. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird, you know. Like uh, Skyrim, I put so many fucking hours in that game, and I couldn't even tell you how many hours I did put in. I never even beat it. Um, but somebody who can probably shed some light on why these games are so great would be somebody who's listening. Uh, and that's Jamie, because I know she absolutely loved Skyrim. Um, you know, I played a lot of Oblivion. I played a, a ton of um, of uh, Morrowind back in the day. I have a copy of Skyrim, and I've I've wanted to get into that, thinking that the refinements between that and Oblivion would allow me to really sink into it. Yeah. Because I didn't play Oblivion until two or three years after it came out. Uh-huh. And at that point, I was feeling a bit the same way I was about Fallout 3. I'm like, it's okay, but everything is so clunky. Well, I mean, Skyrim's got a little bit of clunkiness to it, too. All Bethesda games do. You kind of can't escape that. Um, but Skyrim is, is... They did a lot of changes from Oblivion to Skyrim. That really made it a little bit more user friendly. I'd put it that way, user friendly. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, the combat's really janky in in all of those games. I mean, it always has been. Yeah, um, see, to me, it's to an RPG. It's more of like, I, I don't know, like I really like like the tactical RPGs, like like Final Fantasy Tactics, uh-huh. or something like that. And and to me, that specifically is the thing I enjoy about it. There's all the leveling up and new abilities and all that stuff is really fun as well as the tactical ability. And I, I didn't feel like I was getting much of that at all. I mean, not just the tactics, but even like even the leveling up and stuff. You get a slightly better sword. I, I don't know. It, it didn't feel I – don't, I don't even know how to explain it to be honest. There's something about Oblivion and Fallout 3 that – I don't know. I just didn't – I don't know if it's – not enough direction. There probably was plenty of direction in the game. Maybe it's that I waited too long. I don't know. I didn't play either any of them when they came out, although they should still be more than playable now. Well, do you have any interest in actually sitting down when it comes out and playing Fallout 4? You can it's, say no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not that I don't want to say no. It's that it's not really a no. It's sort of like, well, if I didn't have anything I wanted to play more than Fallout 4, which is unlikely because I would much rather play Witcher 3 than Fallout 4. Yeah. And if I had a bunch of people, like if we were doing it, I don't know, not even for a podcast because... Again, what, what am I going to say? I, I walked around a fucking wasteland for 10 hours this week. Did nothing. 
<laughs> Listen to you, Mr. Negative. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, truth be told, those games would be difficult to do for like a show or something like that. Um, to me, Fallout and uh, the Skyrim games and stuff like that, they they are essentially a water cooler kind of game where you know you haven't seen your friends in a week and you're standing by the water cooler and you talk about i did this fucking thing in skyrim and it was awesome and he's like yeah well i did this in skyrim and it was fucking crazy you know and and you, you share your experiences uh with each other now granted i mean if you're if you're not into the whole exploration thing and 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 just kind of going your own way. Cause see, that's the thing I did that. Like, that's how I put so many hours in the Skyrim was like, you get the, one of the main missions is go talk to the gray beards. Okay. That's actually a early quest in the game. One of the earlier quests in the game. I played this game for about 30 hours before I went and talked to the gray beards. Because what I did was when they allowed me to do whatever the fuck I wanted to, I said, I'm going to go east. And that's what I did. I went east and and just did shit. I'd find a cave. I'd go inside that cave. What's in this cave? I don't know. And I'm, I don't know. It's probably going to kill me because I wasn't supposed to be here. Well, see, that's, the, that's one of the good things about Sky, Skyrim. It took me an hour to get there and then an hour to get back. and Well, that was three days of gaming. Going to a cave, dying, and coming back. <sighs> that, that would be my story at the water cooler. Well, see, one day here, uh, I did nothing, died a <laughs> bunch of times, and then did nothing else. I don't know. I mean, like Skyrim and like Skyrim in general, they they do a pretty decent job of like not really putting you in a place where you can't get out of. You know, I, I go into a cave. Yeah, there may be some difficult enemies there, but it's not necessarily like I'm going to get screwed. It's not like these guys are like ten levels above me and I can't beat them. Um. Yeah, see, Skyrim I'm still holding out hope for. Oblivion, I, I, I've given up. I don't think I can play that game. Fallout 3, I tried. I put some hours into it and didn't really get into it. I would like to play Skyrim. <sighs> Maybe. It's just like, I would like to play Skyrim. But if I look at all the games I would like to play, not near enough the top where unless... I had something else that pushed it over the edge. I just don't see myself getting to it. Yeah. And not, not, you know, not that I don't want to, I would like to play it, but I would also like to play 30 other games. Yeah. Like the Witcher two and then the Witcher three, which are both very, very big games. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those, you know, you should, I, I will say that you should really try Skyrim and and give it a fair shot um, when you're ready to. That that's the biggest thing. And things align where I had the time because I don't want to, you know, as much as I say like I don't want to just wander around the wilderness. If I had the time to really dive into that, you know, and, and again, I think it comes down to what my expectation is out of a gaming session. Right. Like if I sit down and I'm like, look, all I want to do tonight is roam around and see what I can see. And I've got I've got four hours to sit here and do that. You know, then, 
you know, that I, I might enjoy it more if a I know what to expect when I'm going into it, and b I have the time to give it the time it needs to let me experience it. Right. So I mean, if things can align, I mean, I, if I had a, if I had a week off right now, you know, and I had already beaten <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five, you know, maybe I'd sit down with Skyrim and say, I'm going to do it. I got a whole week. Right. Well, I mean, it's this is one of those things, you know. It like I can guarantee you that I don't know who's reviewing it for the site. Um, I, it may very well be me. Um, if it's not me, I can pretty much guarantee you probably at least three or four days straight when Fallout Four comes out. That is all I will be playing. There will be nothing else played. Uh, you know, when I when I get home from work. I'm probably going to boot up Fallout 4 and play a few hours, eat something, maybe watch some TV, and then play Fallout 4 again. I mean, that's that's just one of those things where those kind of games, even with Metal Gear, you know, Metal when when Metal Gear 5 came out, I mean, Metal Gear's a lot like those kind of those games. I mean, it's an open world kind of game. Yeah, it's mission structure based, but um it's one of those where you just you can just run around if you want to. And uh it, yeah, it is. Yeah. And then with, with Metal Gear, I mean, you know, I, I took fucking two days off for this game. I did nothing but play Metal Gear. That was one of the reasons why I was able to beat it in a week and a half. Um, and that was the only game I played. You know, I neglected other games to play Metal Gear. Um, which is one of the reasons why I was behind all week on, on review games because I was, it's like, you got that review? Nah, I'm still playing Metal Gear. So, I mean, it was, I mean, like I, I kind of centered myself around Metal Gear for about a week, you know, as sad as that sounds, I centered myself around a video game, but I mean, it was one of the, I was the hype, it was the most hyped fucking game of the year for me, you know? Oh, yeah. So, totally. I mean, that, that, that was, that was an event for me, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Fallout 4, I mean, I'm, I'm, God, I'm really excited to play that game, you know? Uh, I, I really, really like Fallout 3. New Vegas, I liked New Vegas, but there was just so many fucking game-breaking glitches. I never could finish that game. I put like maybe 40 hours into it, and I was in a mission that was like a main story mission. I could not enter New Vegas, the city, um, because the door was locked, and I had, I had no idea why it was locked. Um, it was a game-breaking bug. Um, they may have fixed it by now. I, who knows? I will never know because I'm not going to go back to it. Um, but I, I've been a Fallout fan for a while. You know, I played Fallout One way back in like 2000 or 2001. Yeah, I two at all. Um, I played. I think I played two a little bit. Um, I can't really remember. Uh, the one game that I did play, I even had it in my from A to Z, funny enough. I played a lot of Brotherhood of Steel on the PlayStation 2, and that game is not good. That game is bad. <laughs> but I played a lot of it. In fact, it was more like Fallout meets Diablo. Um, because it was a lot like a, like a isometric view Diablo kind of game. More action-y. Um... And then Fallout 3, I played a shit ton of. You know, it was... There was a lot of Fallout 3. But, yeah, I mean... 
you know, it's it's just different game preferences. You know, you you, you sit me down in front of a real time strategy game, and I will curse you. I I do not like real time strategy games. I played a lot of them whenever I was younger, but I can't do that now. I don't like them. You know, I played a lot of Command and Conquer, you know, Red Alert, uh, Warcraft, Warcraft Orcs and Humans. You thought, oh my God, I can't tell you how many hours I put into Orcs and Humans. The original Warcraft played the living shit out of that game. And now you sit me down in like Starcraft 2, maybe one of the greatest games ever made. I do not know. I don't want to play it. But you know, other strategy games like the, the 4X games, like Civilization 5, fucking love those games. Yeah, XCOM, XCOM Enemy Unknown, Jesus Christ, that's a fantastic game. I can't wait for XCOM 2. It, it pissed me off whenever they delayed it to next year. I, I, I fucking love XCOM. So, I mean, it's, it's weird. There's certain strategy games I like. Turn-based strategy, I like. But the real-time strategy stuff, no. You know, it's, it's all about preferences. Really. So. But yeah, so. Um, I guess, I mean, so we're doing the evil within for Halloween. And as far as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, we're on to Witcher 2 after that. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for Witcher 2. I already have it prepped and ready to go. Oh, yeah. I'm totally ready. Hopefully... Like I like I've been saying, hopefully, because I'm in the preview program for uh, Xbox One. November is when they're supposed to release the first batch of backwards compatible games, and I'm hoping to God that The Witcher Two is one of them, so that way I don't have to play it in this fucking office on my 360. But we shall see. But yeah, so we're going to be doing the Evil Within. We're going to start that. I mean, we can start playing it this weekend if need be. And uh, the next recording, we'll we'll uh, we'll do the first part of the Evil Within. Uh, emails, you can send us an email. I'm Drew. Um, it's it, well, Jesus. I'm I haven't done this in so fucking long. I forgot how to say it. Yeah, I mean uh, that was a good email too. Yeah, it's been incubation since April. Yeah, that was a, uh, we've actually got a Metal Gear email, but I, I'm not going to read that obviously. But um, we will we will save that. Like I'm getting your emails. Just let everybody know I am getting your emails, and I'm saving those for when we actually talk about Metal Gear Five. Um, but the emails uh, is Drew at ztgd.com. Uh, send us an email, uh, Jamie. Tell Matt why Skyrim is so amazing. Um, because uh, he really wants to know. But I don't think I don't think telling me is going to work. Unfortunately, you know I, I don't know I. I understand what you mean. I I I need to feel the passion, and I don't think that that is ever going to come across on Twitter. That's true. But who knows? Uh, but yeah, you send us emails. Uh, I will read them on the show. Um, try to steer clear of Metal Gear uh, related spoilers. Um, from Matt. Uh, and you can also talk about The Evil Within. Uh, I know a lot of people out there played that game. Uh, and since we mentioned it, maybe you want to boot up your copy of it and, and replay it. Um, 
Yeah, I know it was kind of impromptu that we switched it out. Uh, we will do Eternal Darkness because I actually, I legitimately want to do it, not just for a Halloween episode. I mean, I, I want to go back and play that game because that's one of the games that we never finished for our game club and we want to do it. Uh, and it was a time game for that, you know, that the idea that we're going to play these like modern classics. Yeah. I mean, it's got to, it's up there on that list of modern classics. That is, yeah, that's one of the games that's like that generation, you know, the the, the PS2, GameCube, and Xbox generation. What are some must have games, you know, for the GameCube? One of the first things on the list is Eternal Darkness. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we got that. We're going to be doing that, but we're going to be doing the Evil Within next. Um, You can follow us all on Twitter. I'm at DML Fury and Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix down. Uh, and that's, I think that's about it. You know, we've, we got a little intermission show here. Hear me ranting about naughty dog games and Matt not liking fallout. And yeah, it's all right. And we chose it. <laughs> we chose a few things. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I really can't wait to get to The Witcher 2. I, 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 I that, that's one of the things, it's so weird. Cause one of the things I want to do, because we're, we're, I'm starting to think about games I want to put on my top 10 of the year list. And I'm like, The Witcher 3 will more than likely be on that list if I play it this year. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, I really want to beat The Witcher because I'm not touching The Witcher three until I've played The Witcher two. And I'm like, well, let's 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 get The Witcher two done so I can get to The Witcher three because I really want to play this game, you know. And it, like, I'm so surprised I have not been spoiled any of The Witcher three. Yeah, me either. I actually I have, haven't heard anybody talk about it in a while. Well, I mean, it's truth be told, it's kind of old news now. I mean that's that's the thing, you know they they've they finished all the free DLC that was released. Uh, there is a paid DLC expansion that's coming. It's this month, I think. Um, it's the first paid DLC expansion that's coming this month. I, 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 the Witcher Three came out in what March or April? It was it was somewhere around in there. Um. Because it was done in between the the Metal Gear, we did Metal Gear Solid One, then we did The Witcher, and then we did Metal Gear Solid Two. So yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it was it's because that was when we decided we wanted to pl- play it, and that because we saw the trailer for The Witcher Three. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So hopefully we'll get on that after uh, after The Evil Within. But until then, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. I hope you guys have a great week. We will be back next week starting our spooky Halloween episodes with The Evil Within. 